0: That's investher, H E R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com.
1: Prospects to applications to Lisa's son. We'll tell you how that will change as a function of where you set the price. And then you can have those pricing discussions with a lot more transparency. It's kind of like a pricing sensitivity. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast.
2: Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm joined by Mark Rotzen. Mark is joining us from Chicago. He is the CEO of HelloData.ai. It is an artificial intelligence company that automates the due diligence process for real estate investors. Mark, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and about HelloData.ai?
1: Yes, my background is actually in real estate. I got my master's in real estate development and worked in the industry for five years as a developer, consultant, and broker before launching Enodo, which was a company whose mission was to automate the underwriting process. Now, we built Enodo into a really powerful platform and sold it to Walker & Dunlop in 2019. Walker Dunlop is a commercial real estate lender. From there, I rose from SVP of IT to Chief Product Officer and built an internal product suite that added substantial efficiencies to the underwriting process and work with all the different departments through the company. In doing this, going from real estate to technology to working with a publicly traded company to make their systems more efficient, I realized that automating the underwriting process is great, but people really like underwriting. They like tweaking assumptions, getting creative to make deals work. So this time around with Hello Data, we're really focused on the parts that people don't like to do in the due diligence process it's a lot of stare and compare you've got documents on one screen and you got to compare it to documents on the other screen make sure the address matches make sure the year built the number of units underwriters spend a lot of time doing this to prepare for submitting a loan so our thought and our vision with this company is take all the documents that are related to the due diligence process and take all the publicly available data that we can collect on the, the property that is the subject of the transaction extract the data from the documents, cross compare it, and then compare it to publicly available data to make sure there are no anomalies. There are no things that need to be looked into. And if there are, identify them and draw people's attention to them so they can more quickly through the underwriting process.
2: Tell us about the anomalies that you've seen Hello Data come up with.
1: Well, at this point, we're pretty early. So we're focused more on the extraction piece right now. But the vision is to extract from all these different documents simultaneously and identify those anomalies. So things that commonly come up, if you have a right of first refusal in a commercial lease, is it actually subordinated to three other rights of first refusal? That's something that wouldn't be readily evident from a quick read, but we can pull that data out of the document and draw your attention to the fact that that's something you got to look into in more detail. Or more simply, just looking at the appraisal versus a property condition assessment? Do they have the same year-built number of units, the same property address? Very commonly, these things are different across documents, and that becomes a nightmare for an underwriter when they're trying to get something through at the last minute.
2: I'm curious, Mark, what property types are supported by your platform, but also on which property types have you seen the most concerns be raised by your platform?
1: We're focused primarily on multifamily. And as I learned about the underwriting process from doing it for the past seven years or building tech, I should say, for the past seven years, things like a rent roll or an operating statement not being signed or having the wrong date. Fannie and Freddie look at this and they will dock lenders. They have a score for each lender who submits loans to them. It negatively impacts the score if a rent roll is not actually signed or if the date on that rent roll is too far in the past. It has to be within the last 30 days, I believe. Little things like that take a ton of time to verify and go through all these documents and find any issues. And if an issue is found at the last minute, that could delay the approval of the loan. So, that is a huge use case for, for the platform. But even more simply, just getting the data out of the documents in the first place is huge. How much time is spent going through an appraisal, looking at the comps, looking at the appraised values, the income approach, the sales comps approach, and just putting that into a spreadsheet to continue your analysis? That takes a lot of time. To do the same with a commercial lease, that's an analyst spending three, four hours going through a lease and trying to summarize get to a lease abstract, or you can pay an attorney several hundred dollars. So to be able to do that in a matter of minutes, that's a huge value. And one of the big things that we do that I think will get crazy adoption in the market, we have this docs at hellodata.ai email that if people send a document to it, it will recognize the document type, extract the data from it, and email it back to you. Just that by itself, even if we didn't do any of the due diligence analysis, that by itself is extremely valuable because people spend crazy amounts of time with a document on one screen, a platform or another document type, or Excel on the other screen, just looking at the data, copying and pasting it over. I'm sure you've done it countless times. It's a lot of manual work, and it's the work that people hate to do, and that's why we want to automate it.
2: I'm curious with this platform where I'm just emailing Hello Data and it's emailing me back the data points. As an investor acquiring property, but also as an owner operator and a property manager, I do spend time looking at the lease agreements in place in properties where I'm either taking over management or I'm buying and therefore taking over management. One of the things that I'm looking for in those leases, though, is some of the quirky terms that other operators or other landlords are putting in their lease that I will be legally bound to for the life of that agreement if I take over management or ownership of the property. It's the kind of stuff that doesn't fit neatly into fields of a spreadsheet, like how much is the rent, when does the lease end, things like that. It's the weird stuff That I'm really looking for because I can go pass off to a virtual assistant. How much is the rent? When does it expire? What are the late fees type things? What is Halo Data doing to find the weird stuff?
1: On hard variables, as you mentioned, the lease terms, base rent, that stuff we just extract. For the clauses that are more impactful and harder to understand, we summarize. So the algorithm will go through It'll look at that right of first refusal. It'll look at that permitted use clause and just broadly summarize. You can do this, this, and this with the property, or these are the parameters of your right-of-first refusal. And we use large language models to do that. So everyone's familiar, I think, at this point with Chat GPT. We use OpenAI, but we also use other large language models depending on the use. So those models are very well suited to summarize things. As I'm sure you know, if you played around with it a little bit. You can summarize large volumes of text, and it comes up with a pretty concise summary. I think the art behind it and what we do is we're able to comb through the document, extract the text and the tables with very high accuracy, and then group together the parts that refer to a particular topic. So the topic is right of first refusal. It may be mentioned, or things related to that topic may be mentioned at various places in the document. We'll comb through the entire text surface all the places that refer to that clause, Mm -hmm. and then feed that to the large language model and let it summarize the terms for you. So it's getting to a lease abstract as succinctly as possible, but there's an artful way to get there. You can't just go to chat GPT and be, here's my commercial lease. Tell me everything I should look out for. There's a lot of real estate logic that has to be built on top of it for that to work.
2: I'd like to transition the conversation, Mark, but I could see myself and a lot of our listeners being interested in this, especially on a more case by case document by document basis, because it's not all that often right now, like this month, that I have a lot of these documents that I need to review, but then all of a sudden I have a bunch or all of a sudden I have one. And I would love to save my time. What does setting that up with Hello Data look like?
1: It's pretty straightforward to get signed up. You can go sign up on our website and use the docs at hellodata.ai email. Try that out with a few different document types. All you do is send your document. It will extract it. It will send it back usually in one to two minutes. So that is how you try it out. Now, if you want to add different support for other document types, we're adding new documents all the time. We focus first on appraisals and commercial leases, but we're now starting to tackle purchase and sale agreements. We did offering memos. We're refining that a little bit more to make it so people could screen deals more effectively. But to sign up, it's very simple. Go to the website, put in your information, and then you can send documents to that email.
2: Mark, I'm poking around on your website right now, and I have to say, I don't know if this is a call out or not, but it doesn't look like your pricing is readily available on the website just from browsing. So if I wanted to do something like this, how much would it cost me?
1: It's farther down on the front page. I think we need to break that into a separate tab there, but it's price per page for the doc extraction and then the various products we have. We basically built a suite of simple minimum viable products that do one thing well, and then we put each of those APIs available on the site. But now that the vision of automating due diligence is bringing them all together so that not only documents, but there's also floor plans, right? If you're looking at commercial lease or a development, there are floor plans associated with it. We extract data from floor plans too. If you're trying to cross compare data from documents to what's publicly available, that's where we have our rent source product. Each of these is valuable in and of itself, but the goal is to bring them all together into one automated due diligence platform.
2: Looking through the list on your website, one thing I don't think we've discussed yet that I do find interesting LiquidRent.ai, providing price recommendations for apartments using supply and demand data. Now, for our larger multifamily listeners, when you have 100-plus unit properties and they're all identical, your property manager should have a really solid expectation of exactly what those apartments rent for because their leasing activity is constant and the product is fairly uniform. However, when you get into smaller properties and older properties and quirky properties, that can be difficult. So tell us what your platform does to make rent recommendations for those kinds of quirky units.
1: Once you get below a certain size, because we're using supply and demand data, it's not going to work for every property. If we try to combine rent source and liquid rent, which we may in the future grabbing all the rent from all the different listing sites and pulling it together, and liquid rent is doing the revenue optimization, they serve different parts of the market. Liquid rent, you probably need to be above a hundred units, I think is our cutoff for that to actually work. Because you need enough supply and demand data to actually drive the model. But how it works, so we use a very similar algorithm to Google Ads, how they forecast what the price should be as a function of the demand of the search volume for particular topics. So we try to make Liquid Rent the most transparent revenue management software. At the top of the funnel, the demand for each different type of floor plan helps forecast how those things should be priced. And based on the applications that convert to leases, that convert to renewals on the back end, we're looking at the whole pipeline and determining where you should set your price But also, if you want to adjust that price upward and downward, we'll tell you what the impact of that price adjustment would be. So say we say you should charge $1,500 for this unit on this particular day. And you say, I think we should push the pricing to $1,550. We'll actually tell you, okay, you can expect this many applications, this many leases signed. So prospects to applications to leases signed, We'll tell you how that will change as a function of where you set the price. And then you can have those pricing discussions with a lot more transparency. It's kind of like a pricing sensitivity.
0: We'll get back to the show. the first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you looking to raise money from private investors to buy commercial real estate? SyndicationAttorneys.com is here to guide you every step of the way. At SyndicationAttorneys.com, they do more so you can do more. They create real estate syndication and fund offering documents. But they also educate you on the ins and outs of raising private money, ensure your offerings comply with securities laws, and help you structure fair deals with investors so everybody wins. With reasonable lump sum fees and over $2.75 billion in securities offerings created, syndicationattorneys.com has the expertise you need. But that's not all. Syndicationattorneys.com also offers weekly attorney-led masterminds networking and strategy sessions through their pre-syndication consulting agreements to learn more visit syndicationattorneys.com today to get started this offer is not available to florida residents deciding how to investor capital is more challenging than ever that's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles companies like bam capital BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has never missed a preferred payment, never lost an LP's investment, and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors, targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a three to five-year hold period. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital.thebamcompanies.com.
2: I do want to transition the conversation and get a bit more broad, actually, given your expertise, stepping away from the AI that's designed to help me, I want to ask given your expertise with ai about a lot of people in a lot of industries feeling concern or feeling fear that their work will be replaced or simplified to the point that it's not going to provide gainful employment or gainful opportunities to earn for them i have not personally played around with chat gpt at the time of this recording in part and i want your response to this mark i believe i'm in an industry where chat gpt doesn't have any capacity to usurp my income earning potential. I don't know any AI that can own real estate yet and collect those rents directly, but also as a property manager, yes, there are lots of things that I do that could be automated, but as a construction manager, chat GPT can't paint the apartment or replace the air conditioner. And so all of the things that I'm focused on right now, professionally as a real estate investor and an operator of real estate-based companies, I haven't had any concern about what AI is doing in my industry the way that I know a lot of my friends have. Mark, tell us, going beyond real estate investors can use AI to make their operations more efficient and more systematized and save them time. Beyond that, what disruption potential do you see for AI within real estate investing?
1: I think a lot of the process of listing a property and bidding on a property, it's a lot of translation of data into a document format that is not really easy to ingest and work with. And then a resummarization of the data from that document, where basically you can use generative AI to create parts of offering memos, for example. And you could use generative AI to summarize parts of offering memos on the other end. So I think over time, where real estate people put together these documents to summarize the deals, they're going to use generative AI on this side to do it and generative AI on this side to understand it to the point where they're probably going to realize it doesn't make any sense to do it in a PDF format at the end of the day. It's just two AIs talking to each other. Give me the key deal terms in a digital format that's easy to digest and stop converting it to (laughs) document types that are really hard to work with. It's crazy because it's not just in producing the OM, but it's on the lending process. There's a loan narrative that's put together with the key components of the deal. And then that is given to Fannie and Freddie and they put their narrative together of the key components of the deal. And then from there, I'm pretty sure there's other layers of dares that are summarizing that deal over and over again. So I think the big disruption that will come from this is we'll probably realize it doesn't make sense to do that deal summarization over and over again. Let's just come to a uniform data standard. I know Mismo has been trying to do this for maybe 30 years at this point to get a data standard that, for me, it's all of real estate. But maybe generative AI gets us to that point everyone can put the data in whatever format they want and it could translate to what everyone else's format to the point where you don't need to do OMS, BOV, that sort of thing anymore.
2: Intellectually speaking, when your starting point is what can AI do? There are a lot of applications in real estate, as you're saying, especially when you're being transactional, when you're buying or selling, there are a lot of places where AI can simplify, clarify, Make things a lot more time efficient. I'd like to come at this question from another perspective, Mark. Let's talk about me or a hypothetical Slocum here, whose primary source of income, profit, lifestyle is the ownership of assets that produce cash flow or that appreciate over time and I can sell for a profit. Speaking specifically to my ownership of assets, do you see AI doing anything to disrupt the way that people own assets for cash flow and appreciation?
1: No, not in the immediate future. Hard to predict where things will go, but AI is not going to be able to do physical things like operating a property. It can make it much more efficient to do the paperwork aspect of it. But AI is not going to go buy real estate tomorrow. I'm saying this now and then maybe (laughs) the the singularity happens. I know
2: the question is partially on behalf of my listeners, mostly on behalf of myself. I'm asking defensive questions like where can AI come get me? And I just don't know where the answer is in that regard when it comes specifically to the ownership of assets that produce cash flow. There are a lot of peripheral advantages to using AI and other technologies. I can see where blockchain technology would be very beneficial for tracking the ownership of assets, but I don't see a blockchain actually owning anything. It's a weird question to ask. I did want to see whether or not you had an answer I wasn't aware of. And you've already touched on this second question. But for those of us whose business is predicated on being physically present in order to be able to diagnose a physical or mechanical issue or repair drywall and paint to diagnose and then address those kinds of physical issues. It seems to me that blue-collar work is pretty safe, all things considered. In fact, I think there are a lot of ways that the economy has demonstrated to us over the last few years that blue-collar work and blue-collar workers are safe from the shifts happening in the economy and in technology. Aside from some practical applications, like if you can plug into an analytics system to diagnose AI, could help with that. Are you seeing any other ways that AI could disrupt the way that blue collar work is done in America today?
1: No, I think you hit it with a diagnostic piece. I could imagine, even though contractors tend to not be the most tech forward people out there I could imagine that it's as simple as taking a picture with your phone and having AI actually say, that's a leaky pipe behind the wall. Here are the signs. Here's why. Okay, we can get to that. But the homeowner, if they don't know how to repair a pipe and drywall, they're not going to go do it themselves, and they probably shouldn't. Don't touch plumbing, electrical. is fraught with peril there, right? So on the diagnostic side, yes. Otherwise, until we get... Humanoid robots that are (laughs) leveraging AI to think like humans. I don't think blue collar jobs are in any danger. But when we get there, I think we'll probably have many bigger problems to deal with than the state of employment in that type of job. If we got robots walking around everywhere, right?
2: (laughs) Mark, I definitely want to give you credit for bringing up an interesting point here because it's really easy to just say, No, Slocum, you're right. Those jobs are safe. No, Slocum, you're right. Those assets are safe. But one thing that I hadn't considered was how valuable it could be to be able to use a piece of equipment to, quote unquote, look inside of a wall and see what's happening in there without having to open the wall. Because just as a homeowner, and I don't know you're a homeowner, we were talking about that before the interview, just as a homeowner and an investment property owner, I'm thinking about the cost of opening the wall. I'm thinking about the cost of closing the wall as well as I am making those repairs. Understanding that this is not your expertise, Mark, are you seeing advances being made in that direction?
1: The AI world has kind of focused on things like healthcare diagnostics or reading and understanding legal documents. On the healthcare diagnostics front, I read something a few weeks ago where a diagnosis was made by a doctor that was actually wrong. It could have been one of three things, and the doctor actually diagnosed the wrong thing. And the person went to ChatGPT and said, what could this be? Here are my symptoms. And they kind of went through it, and it actually picked out the right diagnosis which is kind of crazy. And then they went to a different doctor, got a second opinion and actually fixed the physical issue that they had. And there's tech now that on the medical diagnostic front is getting more and more robust as they're tailoring these large language models for it. I think it's relatively easier to diagnose problems with real estate than it is people and certainly less risky to use like a combination of infrared and AI to look at what's going on behind the wall. So I don't think it'll take long before tech like that starts to hit the marketplace. I haven't seen any specifically focused on that, but just in talking here, we can think about all the applications of it. Someone else is working on it right now. I can almost guarantee that. And with the pace of AI advancements, we should see something hit the market soon. It's not going to come from us, but there's a lot of companies that are doing similar things out in the market today.
2: Mark, I'd like to summarize the conversation that we've had here, taking the perspective, well, my perspective, but hopefully also the perspective of our real estate investor listener base, frankly, when it comes to artificial intelligence in general. My emotions are pretty much just excitement. There are a lot of things that that I do now that can be simplified relatively affordably, all things considered, as AI enters into the space where I make a living. But the core principles of how I make a living are basically going to be unaffected by AI and uh, not under any threat because the vast majority of what I do does not begin with a text input or some other style of data input that generative AI requires in order to begin its operations. That said, specific to Halo Data, it sounds like there are some things that you all do that would save a lot of time and make a lot of, especially due diligence, more efficient for a lot of real estate investors. I'm glad we had the opportunity to have this conversation mark and for me to ask some really weird questions try to get some equally weird answers out of you generally though i and i believe our listeners as well are optimistic about what it is that ai is going to do for us in our industry yeah last question mark where can people get in touch with you
1: go to hellodata.ai all one word check out our product offerings and if you want to set up a demo Go to the contact form and submit and we'll get something set up.
2: That link is in the show notes. Mark, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. You know we can add value to through our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day.